Here's the snap, four-man rush. Firing downfield, and got a man! Rock and roll! Touchdown, Texans! Game five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. There's a sack! Wow! Bringing down the cornerback. Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday. Mark Vandermeer and DP Sidhu here with you. We just wrapped up an hour with Cameron Johnston, punter for the Houston Texans. I think we've learned everything we needed to know and always wanted to know, Mark, about Australia. But uh, excited to see what he's done so far this year with the Texans. And you know what? After playing two games in 10 days, they got the weekend off. The players are back in the building. Obviously, Cam was back in the building today. But yesterday, they went through a walkthrough. And here we go, ready to go to Buffalo up here in week four. Yeah, and it's going to be a tall order. I mean, they're really good. They're phenomenal. I talked to John Murphy today, the voice of the Buffalo Bills, and they were not surprised they did what they did to Miami. They expected to be that good. They were really surprised they lost to the Steelers the way they did. A lot of self-inflicted wounds in that game. And then with Washington, look, they hung around a little bit. Washington did, but Buffalo just put its foot on the gas, and it was over, and their defense is so good. That's not the only thing to worry about when you talk about the Bills, the Josh Allen factor. It's the defense as well because they've been together a long time. They're wreaking havoc. This is difficult, but they play the Chiefs next week. The look-ahead factor, (laughs) DP. That's it. Nothing to see here, Bills. You don't even have to practice this week. Show up to the game. We'll see what happens. Well, it seems like if there was going to be a look-ahead game, did you talk to them about what what, what he thinks the fans are thinking up there in Buffalo? Oh, yes, I did. And uh, he said, you want me to be honest? I thought, oh, boy, this is not (laughs) going to be good. Yes. No, I really want you to be dishonest right now, John. I want you to be dishonest about what the fans are thinking in Western New York. No, they're thinking that, look, it should be a win for the Bills. And, what are they, 17-and-a-half-point favorites or something like that? I hate to talk about the line, but that means the boys in Vegas think that the Bills are in good shape here to win the football game. But you know what? The Vegas odds, while I feel like they're incredibly close every single week, they just always seem to be off when it comes to Texans games. Obviously, they were uh-huh. off in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jags were favored by a field goal. That didn't happen. In week two... Uh, Cleveland was favored by a couple of touchdowns. Right. Texans covered so. in week two. They covered. Uh, week three against Carolina. I don't remember what no, the spread was. No, did not cover. Did not cover against Carolina. But, but there were so many injuries in week three as well. Yeah. So you hope to get some guys back healthy. I know we'll get into that with, with hot reads. You had so many injuries in week three. Battered on defense. Battered on offense. It was a short week. You had Davis Mills sort of getting thrown into the mix on a short week as a starter. Uh, but now you had a little bit of rest. You got a little t- bit of time to regroup. Davis Mills ha- gets a little extra time. He's got a game and a half under his belt. Mm-hmm. So you hope that things turn around against Buffalo. I don't know, 17 points. It- it's hard in this league to win by that many points, but the Bills have done it. They beat Miami 35 to nothing. So yeah. uh, if any team is able to do it, it-, it, it's the Bills. But certainly the Texans want to put on a good performance, especially after losing two in a row. So if the Texans happen to not win the game, but they cover the spread, should I just say, Texans cover! <laughs> like that? Should you that be wrong. the final call? You were wrong, Vegas. Take that, Vegas! <laughs> Texans cover! I don't think that's going to go over big. Uh, i got to be careful with that no. kind of stuff. Look, I think that there's uh, a big opportunity here. That's what it is. I mean, when you have this kind of opponent on your schedule, yeah. it's an opportunity. The feeling going in, look, Coming off the last two games, they're both losses. You're right there in the fourth quarter against both these teams. I don't think you should feel like any moment is too big, especially with some of the guys coming back. So let's just see what happens. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. And look at Miami. So take that, for instance. Miami gets its doors blown off at home by the Bills. 
And Jacoby Brissett comes off the bench, does not look good at all. Then they go to Vegas, okay, where all those people we were just talking about live. Mm -hmm. Uh, They go to Vegas, and I didn't think they had a chance based on the way they played the week before. And they're right there. Could have, would have, should have won the game. They go deep into overtime. They almost, Mm -hmm. I know it's not a win, but they almost beat the Raiders. And they could have beaten the Raiders, clearly. So you never know what happens in the NFL. Well, you know, the last two games, the Texans were right there at halftime, tied or down Fourth by a point at, at, in Carolina and close. And and if Tyrod Taylor had not gone out in that Cleveland game, I felt like the Texans were right there in it. Now, mm-hmm. he will be back. So, yeah. you know, I know in the, in the next segment we'll get into a little bit about rookie quarterbacks and how they've done so far and mm. what uh, the consensus is uh, through three weeks. But, okay. you know, they are those teams are in a very different situation. They don't have uh, a starter coming back off an injury. I mean, they just are going to ride with a rookie. Right. For the rest of the year. Now, with Tyrod Taylor, the way he left things, mm-hmm. you know, you're really encouraged to see him come back and what he can do. I think the only one that could be somewhat similar or said to be similar is Chicago because Andy Dalton that was the true. starter and he was hurt. And this week, Matt That's Nagy true. said, well, could be Foles, could be Dalton, could <laughs> be Fields. Dude, which is it? And good luck getting ready for that. Now, I guess he's trying to throw off the opponent, maybe. But they're in a tough situation because Fields, they had net one-yard passing, the Bears did, against the Cleveland Browns. That's how difficult an afternoon it was for Fields, who was sacked nine times. Nine Which reminds times. me of week two in Texans history, David Carr. David Carr, San Diego. Yep, nine yep. times in against the Chargers. And, oh, my gosh, that was Drew Brees playing that game mm-hmm. for the San Diego Chargers at the time. Wow. <gasps> that was a long time that ago. That was a really long time ago. All right, let's mm-hmm. get into some hot reads. Davis Mills gets his second NFL start. David Culley says he feels they can open up the playbook and start doing more on offense. He spoke with the media yesterday. Culley did. He says that we're going to have uh, to put a lot more on him than we did last week, and he feels that he'll be able to handle that. So he's just going to let Davis Mills run the offense and let him handle it from there. I think that's really encouraging that – they're trusting him to do more in the offense because we saw what happened with the run game Mm -hmm. in Carolina. And uh, I wonder if how much of that was just Davis Mills not being able to do everything that Tyrod Taylor was able to do when he was out there. Well, numerous things right there, DP. This reminds me of the offseason when there was a time when Taylor couldn't be here for a few moments or whatever, for whatever Mm. reason. And Davis Mills had the offense all to himself. Uh, This is way back in the offseason. They weren't even going full. But the coaching staff was impressed with how well he knew the offense in short order as a rookie just coming in. So he's super smart, retains so much knowledge, knows where to go. The thing is, with any rookie quarterback, it's the processing and how quickly you can do that and go to the right receiver or whatever play was called or adjust to the second or third read in your progression or or make a play in improv style, whatever you need to do to move the football down the field. And I think he's shown the ability to do that on occasion. The two-minute drill at the end of the yeah. first half against Carolina was really nice when he got the ball into the end zone to Anthony Miller. And everyone says, well, why don't you go hurry up all game long? Look, you can't really do that all game long. You're going to end up hunting. The other team's going to have the ball too much. You also have to hold the ball a little bit as well. But you said it. If you can run the ball better, that's really going to help Mills. And Mills can run more of the offense. They've determined that. Cully has let that out. So let's see what they can do. It's game three for Mills, start number two. And he's had the long week this time. Mm-hmm. He had the short week last week. Now he's got a long week. He had all weekend to watch the video and stuff. Monday they had this walkthrough type of practice, but it's a good mental day for them to get ready. Uh, today the mandatory league-wide day off and then back into a regular game week routine. Unfortunately, on the road, at least he's been in a hostile environment in Cleveland and heard all the noise and everything. So maybe he handles it well and 
and he can get you in the end zone a few times. And obviously, it's sands of the hourglass. You have to fill the other side as well with the defense playing better. But that's the recipe there. Run the ball better. Let Mills run more of the offense, at least on that side of the football. Yeah, that's Justin Britt was asked about it yesterday in his press conference that, you know, if, if the hurry-up was going so well, the two-minute drill, why not just run more of that? <laughs> he said most offensive linemen do not want to go no huddle for the majority of the game. He's like, it's good yeah. to change up the tempo every now and then. It worked in that situation. But, I mean, I don't know, Mark. I, I think that these offensive linemen sort of like the four-minute, you know, they just want to run the ball long, mm-hmm. sustainable drives. And I think you have to be able to get some first downs in order to do that. But Davis Mills was doing some nice things in the first half. And, you know, maybe they, they will change the tempo up a little bit more. Maybe they're, they're able to run the ball. Maybe they'll just have the option to get up. I think the, the difference is that in week one, they were able to run the ball a little bit better because they had a lead. They got out ahead of Jacksonville. So then they could they didn't have to rely on the pass so much. And mm-hmm. then I think in week two at Cleveland, even though they were right there in the game with Tyrod Taylor, they were able to run the ball a little bit more. He could check in and out of plays. He just had – I feel like he had just more options afforded to him mm-hmm. in calling plays and what he wanted to run. Whereas – with Mills, it was a short week, so he's already a rookie, and then you've got a short week to get him ready. I think also Taylor's ability to run. You mentioned that's true. Yeah. That, that, that's it, right? He himself is a runner. I noticed Lamar Jackson, I think, is fourth in the league in rushing. I'm not asking for Taylor to be fourth in the league in rushing, but the ability to take off with your legs and make a play every once in a while. And I know Mills has athletic ability, and he runs pretty fast for a quarterback, and he's a big, strong guy. So maybe they have to utilize the mobility, but it's not going to be like Taylor. Taylor's like, whoop, you know, he's got twitch. He can make people miss when he has to run like that. And I think that added dimension is a big help to this offense that – for the time being, is kind of challenged in running the football. Now, maybe they'll do better against Buffalo, but you're playing a stout defense again. Man, it's just one by one, these stout defenses. But you have, you have to deal with it. These are the teams on your schedule. We complained, not complained. What did we do about last year's schedule? We voiced our concerns <laughs> over, the first, over the first four games of last year's schedule. Well, this has been no picnic either. I mean, Jacksonville was Jacksonville, but Cleveland's tough. Carolina turns out to be the number one defense in the league. Then you get Buffalo on the road. Patriots come in here. Mm. They can play D last I checked. And the Colts have a lot of talent. I know they're off to an 0-3 start, but, hey, it's the Colts. If they're Owen forever, I don't care. It's the Colts. They're always going to be tough for this franchise. They. I was in Indianapolis this weekend, and they were showing the Colts game there locally. I heard they did not show the Colts game here locally. And yep. I mean, if you don't think Davis Mills is mobile, you need to watch Carson Wentz with his <laughs> two sprained ankles try to move. Because there were so many times that I thought he would normally have scrambled here yeah. and he'd start to, but then he'd stop because he cannot move. Yeah. And yet he's still in there. We'll it's get into tough. that more of that later on. Oh, that's tough. That's tough because, like, I've had an ankle turn in basketball and – you know, you can walk <laughs> around on it, but try to do something athletic. And for me, try to do anything athletic at any time. Is Already difficult. a challenge. Yes. But two ankles, it may, I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but it does make me laugh whenever I see him on the injury report and it says ankles. And I know. Ankles because you know why? So like Vanderkid talks about, I broke your ankles on the <laughs> basketball court and everything. And I'm thinking about that when I see Carson Wentz with, Ankles. ankles. He's yeah. literally got ankles. All right. Other injury updates. Kaimi Fairbairn and AJ Moore. They practiced yesterday. They were be they were now on the designated to return uh, off IR list. Mm-hmm. So the team can designate any number of players to return off IR. This changed last year with COVID and the NFL decided to keep that rule in play. Uh, once a player is designated to return off IR, the team has 21 days to activate them to the roster uh, or they revert back to IR. So they've got a 21-day practice window where you sort of watch them. But it seemed like from what David Culley was saying yesterday that Kaimi Fairburn could 
be activated as early as Sunday against the Bills. This was sort of the week that they were targeting for him. He's missed three games. That's the you only need to miss three games to come off IR now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he's going to wait till practice tomorrow and see. But in the walkthrough, he was there. Joey Sly was there. Right. We didn't see anybody kicking, obviously, because it was a walkthrough. But yeah. it'd be nice to have Kaimi Fairbairn back. It would be so nice to have him back because you had the feeling, and Cully basically admitted it that Sly was going to figure into your game time decisions or game during the game decisions, your strategy decisions. Do you kick or not from whatever distance? And they had to go for that 53-yarder at the time, and they made it. So good for him there. Uh, but you can't go missing kicks that Fairbairn would have made. Uh, and Sly's done okay here, obviously had the good game against Jacksonville. Uh, but you have to find a way to get some production there. And Fairbairn is your guy. you got to get him back. Uh, the IR thing is really good news. I, this is good for professional football. I like it. You know, you, IR used to be like, see you next year. And now, and then you had you know the ability to bring back a player or two. And now it's this three-week thing with COVID. I have a hard time seeing this go away post-COVID. Mm-hmm. It's just too good for the game. It's really the right thing to happen. It's good for competitive balance. And it just makes things more fun. Well, especially if you've got a starter mm-hmm. on, on your team that, has an injury that's going to take a few weeks. You don't want to tie up a roster spot waiting for them to come back, but they're they're not done for the year. I think Mm -hmm. it is great for football because you get some of your big-name players that get to come back after three weeks. You get guys that normally would get placed on IR at the beginning of the year. You know, when you have some injuries mid-season, you can bring those guys back if they're healed already. Mm -hmm. So – um, th- this was this started last year during COVID. I like that you don't have to designate guys to return uh, before you put them on IR. You can yep. just sort of wait and see. Whoever's ready to come back comes back first. Tyrod Taylor's on IR. It used to be a death sentence. I used to, you know, used to mm-hmm. see guys going on IR, and you think, oh, no, their season's done. But you're right. Just two to four weeks. That's what David Culley said. He hopes to see Tyrod Taylor back. You know what's frustrating about doing what we do? We see these guys around the building. So I've seen Tyrod around the building. He looks and, fine. <laughs> well, hamstring. It's like you can, you can walk around all day walk. long, maybe run or whatever. It's like there's a difference between that and what you have to do on the football field. So Dr. Vanderveer is having a hard time diagnosing the situation uh, to see if he can come back. You know, if somebody had knee surgery and they're walking around, you're like, you're good to go. Get out there. Uh, it's not exactly no, like it's that. it's not, not quite. But, you know, yeah. another guy that I've seen in the building a lot, A.J. Moore, he'd been walking around. I'd seen him in the hallways, and oh, he's nice. also back at practice. One of the other guys designated to turn off IR. So he has not played this year. He went on IR before the start of the season, uh, early September. So set, he set career highs in total tackles, QB hits, passes defense. He had a forced fumble last year. He had five starts, which is more starts than he'd had in any of his years. An undrafted guy, big special teams player, mm-hmm. always has a fantastic camp. Then he started the last three, first three games of 2020, went on IR, and then just couldn't get back into the starting lineup till late in the year when Justin Reed was hurt. And then he was a starter again. Well, so. our video gurus are here in studio as well. The Tylers in the Hyundai Texans radio studio doing stuff with cameras in here, and they're dying to mic up A.J. Moore. So they're like, A.J. Moore, He's get great. back. We want to mic you up again. They want to mic up everybody. They want to mic. I'm already mic'd up. I mean, this is what I do is wear a mic during the game. <laughs> they hear you they want to mic me up when I'm not mic'd up. <laughs> they want to mic everything up. They want audio to everything. Just makes the video better. I think mic'd ups are fantastic. We mic'd mm-hmm. up Mark Ingram uh, before a game. Can't wait to see who we mic up next. But one guy that we did also mic up, David Culley. He returns to Buffalo where he coached Josh Allen as a rookie. He worked for Sean McDermott in Philly. I actually wrote a story about this. It's up on HoustonTexans.com uh, because there are so many ties to Buffalo. And I only got into the David Culley ties. We've got other coaches that have ties to coaches in Buffalo. But I've got ties. 
You've got ties to Buffalo? Yeah. What are your ties well, to Buffalo? Well, it's not – it's a loose tie, okay? It's like a tie a that's tie. been like sort of undone sort of and loosened, done. and now I'm going cash with the tie on after a long day's work. But Ken Dorsey's the quarterback's coach there, and I did the games for the University of Miami when he was the quarterback uh-huh. there. And I've seen Ken over the years. He started out scouting teams, and I would see him in various press boxes because he would scout whoever Carolina was going to play in a couple of weeks or whatever. Uh, And then he became the quarterback's coach eventually for the Panthers when Cam Newton was playing really well. And now in Buffalo, he's the quarterback's coach, and Josh Allen is playing very well. And he's also the passing game coordinator. Obviously, Brian Dayball is the offensive coordinator. But I think Ken can be an offensive coordinator relatively soon in this league and maybe a head coach. Who knows? Seems to have the temperament. But the quarterbacks that he's had the most success coaching, interestingly enough, are nothing like him. Newton and Josh Allen. I mean, Ken in college was a pure pocket passer. Like, God forbid he had to run anywhere. And he didn't have much of a strong arm. Just got the ball to the playmaker's hands. But that has nothing to do with coaching. Can you teach or not? And apparently he can. So that's one tie I have. You uh, also thank have you for a, allowing me to indulge. Yes, you also have another tie. John Butler, former secondary yep, coach, yep, is yep. now coaching. And Brian Gaines still and works Brian for the Gaines organization. Brian Gaines is still there as well. Yeah. We, we, we both have ties. But the yeah. fact that Cully's got ties to both these quarterbacks, it's really a shame that Tyrod Taylor could not be playing in this game because he played several seasons with Buffalo. I think it would have been great for him to go back up there with David Cully playing against is that these are the stories we live to write mark well taylor i think deserves a spot in buffalo history as somebody who did something really positive for them i know he didn't shatter every record that bill's quarterbacks have had i mean look they had jim kelly there they had joe ferguson they had some quarterbacks okay but and now they have a really good one as well but they went 17 years without a playoff appearance 17 years And Taylor was the quarterback that got them back to the promised land. So that is very cool that you were the quarterback that broke a 17-year drought in a very proud football area. I mean, this is a team that went to four Super Bowls in a row. I know they lost them all, but it's hard to get there. Send me there, DP. Send me to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I'll decide then. I'll take (laughs) my chances. No, I mean, hey, see, Charlie Casley said there's nothing worse than losing a Super Bowl. I'd rather lose the Super Bowl than lose the AFC Championship game. Get me to the Super Bowl. I don't want to lose, but get me there, and I'll take my chances. Anyway, good for Taylor to be the quarterback when the Bills broke that playoff drought, and I think that's a little spot in the history of that organization that he deserves some recognition from 1999 to 2017, mm-hmm. that's how long that drought lasted. Yeah. And that was Tyrod's last year. Then the next year they draft Josh Allen, So, and then off he went. You know, we were up there in 2015 15. and lost. It was Brian Hoyer against Tyrod Taylor. Right. And Taylor played well that day, and I remember thinking, darn, this Taylor's playing really well, <laughs> and I didn't like it one bit. And I was thinking, well, the only time we won up there was 2009, but that's not true. Because in 2003, year two of franchise history, David Carr gets hurt. Tony Banks comes off the bench, and the Texans win a low-scoring game against the Bills. And believe me, at the time, this is year two of the history of the franchise, it felt like winning a playoff game. Winning in that joint was awesome, but I digress. All right. Well, the Texans want to get better in the ground game. Justin Britt spoke to the media yesterday. He said, there's not a need to panic, no drastic change that needs to happen. They just need to stay at it and have purpose to what they're doing. The Texans rushed for a season-low 42 yards on 17 attempts versus Carolina. It's definitely something they want to work on. Mark Ingram, he talked about it as well. This is one thing that the Texans are really going to focus on this week, Mark, is how to get that ground game going. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what they're going to do because this line, you think Laramie, all right? It's Laramie Tunsil, first-round draft choice. You traded the world for him. 
Obviously, a max contract type of left tackle. It was really good. Brian Baldinger did that breakdown of him mm, yes. keeping Miles Garrett off the quarterback. And then Garrett, the next game, has four and a half sacks against a rookie, right? Four and a half sacks. And Laramie kept his uniform clean for the most part, whoever was in the backfield for the Houston Texans. You have Titus Howard, first-round draft choice. You have Justin Britt, stalwart, savvy veteran center. You have Max Sharping, second-round draft choice. And at right tackle, you have Marcus Cannon. And so you have a, a line that these are names you know, and you're having a difficult time running the ball with backs whose names you know as well. They just have to figure out a way to work in concert, in unison, get it going. Look, often it takes, I've heard this, four weeks or so for mm-hmm. the O-line to really gel in a season, and we'll see. And it's the operation. We talked about the operation with Cameron Johnston and John Weeks snapping the ball and Johnston holding and the kicker. Well, there's an operation with the offensive line and the running backs, and they just haven't found rhythm yet. They need to. I don't know if it happens this week, but it's got to happen. They have the personnel in place. they got to figure out a way to all get it done together, and you know they're working on it. The pass protection looks good so far. It's just the run It's just the run blocking. I mean, if they, that's it, Mark. That's just it. That's, just all, they, that's, that's all they got to fix. No, just anyway. tell them, hey, push those guys <laughs> out of the way. That's it. That's all you got to do. All right, speaking of Mark Ingram, he revealed that his Heisman lives at home with his mother in Flint, Michigan yesterday. I don't know if you were part of this press conference. For some reason, the press conference started with, where is your Heisman trophy? And Mark Ingram mm-hmm. said it lives uh, in his mom's house. Sometimes people deliver pi- uh, people will deliver pizza, and they'll see the Heisman sitting in her living room and ask, is that the Heisman? No, it's so, a replica. No, it was just a fake. He said uh, that he was in college. He said it wasn't really – he's like, I was still in college, so I couldn't quite keep it in the dorm, which I thought was funny. Because can you imagine having the Heisman in your dorm? Did Andre ever bring his to a Fuddruckers? Or I know he did to a Verizon show, and he did a long time to another remote he we did. had. He did because I took a picture of myself holding it. Okay. It is <laughs> At heavy. At Records, It's huge. It's yeah. heavy. It's heavy. He's got this special case for it. I feel like I, he brought it. I feel like he brought it. I it, was posing with it. I think it weighs something like 50 pounds. So it's not like, you know, you can wear it on a chain around your <laughs> neck. You know what I mean? It is definitely a, a thing. Is, is Andre's in his house? Is it in his living room? No, I think he's got it in a safe deposit box or something i don't know oh so we can't look at it all the I, don't, time. I think he's got it somewhere like locked up someplace i feel like they should if make i a... if i won the heisman i would have a replica and put yes. that one out okay and then i'd keep the real one somewhere else i think he does something like i that. would make a replica and then i would make a super duper miniature replica and then i'd wear it around my <laughs> neck <laughs> just so everybody could see it yeah just in case anybody forgot here it is around my neck because, you know, these days, players wear these big, heavy chains anywhere. You could easily put a tiny little Heisman on there. Yes. Right in. I think you have an award-winning idea? idea. I have a great jewelry idea if anybody's listening. Marking or if you're listening, a well, miniature Heisman. Now they have Hall of Fame rings. I don't think they always had Hall of Fame rings. I think that's a phenomenon of the last 15 to 20 years because if you're a Hall of Famer, especially maybe a borderline Hall of Famer, maybe people didn't know you were in the Hall of Fame, and now you get a ring to show, hey, I'm in the Hall of Fame, Okay. If you're one of those players who, and look, it's hard to say there are borderline Hall of Famers, but we all know they're somewhat, you know, that is a thing in in all these sports. So I think it's pretty cool to have a ring. I know, and I think we, someone asked Marcus Cannon about it a few weeks ago, about his Patriot rings. Oh. He said they're not here. And okay. he was very vague about it. He acted like he didn't know, but well, I was like, they I don't surely... like people that remember Vrabel. You yes, know. I, well, I was wondering the same thing. I was like, I wonder if he doesn't want to say because mm-hmm. these things – there's a tendency that they could get my, my UMass 1998 college softball World Series ring is in a safe place. I just want to <laughs> let you know. Okay. Were you worried about theft? You know, we, we I did that 
World Series appearance for UMass, and the coach got us rings, and we did the radio. That was so sweet of her because that was the only stuff I did. I didn't do the regional or anything, just did the World Series And appearance. you guys got rings? And we got rings. That was very nice of her. Well, yeah. you know what? I think. I never wear it, but that was very nice <laughs> of her. It's, it, well, it's locked up somewhere. Yeah. Um, all right. So coming up Sunday, the Texans at the Bills. You know what? Davis Mills is not the only rookie quarterback. We'll get into some of the other rookie quarterbacks that have started this year, what the early assessment is on them before, and David Carr weighs in on it as well. He has his thoughts on Davis Mills and what he looked like through the first three weeks. So that's all coming up on Texans All Access Plus. We'll go around the NFL, some big news in the AFC South. That's all coming up on Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual Urgent Care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. So, what are you sipping? (sighs) Whether it's our freshly ground coffee to wake you up, or an icy Polar Pop cup or froster to keep you going, our new Sip and Save drink subscription at Circle K will keep you refreshed every day. Join Circle K's Sip and Save and grab any size drink every day for just $5.99 a month. Yeah. Start sipping and saving today. Just sign up with your mobile number when you check out at Circle K. Limited time offer at participating locations. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Hey, Texans fans. This season, Texans touchdowns aren't just big. They're jumbo. That's right. When your Houston Texans score two touchdowns during a game, you'll score a free jumbo jack with a large drink purchase at Jack in the Box the very next day. That means this season, your offense is playing hungry. So whether it's a home game or an away game, be sure to get loud and root on your offense. Don't be afraid to work up an appetite. Free burgers are on the line. So let's hear it, fans. Let's go Texans and let's go Jack. This is Texans Radio. Calling all Houston Texans fans. It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Homestore. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text Texans to 797979 or visit any Houston Ashley Homestore location near you. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Homestore. This is home. Proud partner of the Houston Texans. 
As a leading global resources company, BHP helps provide the energy fueling economic growth. Here in Houston, this effort is coupled with a commitment to the community. Each year, we donate millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours to programs that promote childhood literacy, improve health and well-being, and enhance the quality of life for all Houstonians. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. There's more to the ultimate driving machine than you might think. Multiple forces converging to create something uncontainable. Introducing the ultimate thrill of the bold BMW 4 Series, the ultimate innovation of the iconic 3 Series, and the ultimate peace of mind of the best-in-class 5 Series. BMW, the ultimate driving machine, and so much more. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. (laughs) Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The Texans won't be holding back with Davis Mills in his second career start. He's going to have a lot more put on him than we put on him last week. What all will the Texans be adding to his plate? They're going to put more responsibility on him pre-snap, reading what front the defense is in and getting them in a better play. And then secondly, they are going to put him in position to drive the football down the field more. We're about to learn a whole lot more about this rookie quarterback. Texans at Bills, Sunday at noon. Insider access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here, here, here. I'm Whitney Merciless. Don't get blindsided like some of the quarterbacks I face. For the latest news and exclusive interviews, download the Houston Texans mobile app and listen to Texans Radio. Welcome back to Texans All Access. We are previewing the Texans. Of Buffalo, week four. It seems like forever since the Texans have had a game. Mark, back in studio with me as well, Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. And you know what? It's nice to have a weekend off, Mark. It was fun to watch some of the games. I don't know if you caught any of the rookie quarterbacks that were playing. DP, I just injected red zone into my veins. It was like an <laughs> IV. It's like, just put it right there. I'm going to sit there all day red zoning. That's what it was. It, I joked on the air yesterday, I think, they should change the name of Red Zone to Couch Magnet. Mm, you yeah. are not going anywhere once you flick Red Zone. I, I literally thought, well, I'm going to watch a few moments of Red Zone and then get to work on some things around the house. Three hours later, I surfaced for a moment. I It's too addictive. It's so good. And, yeah, watching these rookie quarterbacks operate was one of the intriguing things because you want to see how Mills stacks up in that way. Measuring up to the other guys. Look, it's so early in everybody's career. It's three weeks in. But you can't help but measure how they're doing. We did it in the preseason, for crying out loud. Of course, we're going to do it now. I, I was wondering, did you see a lot of the rookie quarterbacks in the red zone? Because it seemed like a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just, I'm totally serious. It's not like a lot of them had yeah. some success. So did you I, – I, well, that's the bad thing about watching red zone. You're just sort of watching – the same teams over and over and over again. And I don't know if you see the rookies because they really had a rough Sunday. It's a good point because, all right, for instance, the Jets, right? You're like, not did gonna, you see Zach Wilson? You're not going to see no. Zach Wilson unless it's, you know, earlier. This happened moments ago, Zach Wilson throwing a pick. 
when the Jets have the ball, they're not focused much on the Jets having the ball because usually when they have the ball, it's deep in their own territory. And red zone, they call it red zone, but it's not really waiting until teams get into the red zone. It's just whatever's going on and somebody's threatening to score and take right. it, at, you know, they're at the 35 or whatever. They try to get to those moments uh, or whatever game is on, whatever game is hot at the time. And, yeah, look, you see a lot of picks. Mac Jones, three picks. Zach Wilson, more picks. Picks plenty. We talked about Justin Fields in the last segment. This is really tough stuff. And Sunday night, Trey Lance, they had the national audience, right? Yeah. And Lance had that touchdown run. But that was a game that Jimmy Garoppolo had to play. I know that Lance gives you the running ability and everything, but Garoppolo is a veteran, knows the protections, knows certain things, how to operate against certain defenses. And he left the field with the lead with 37 seconds left. Unfortunately, that's way too much time for Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? Right before that that touchdown pass where he left 37 seconds on the clock, I was freaking out a little bit because they were trying to run a play, Mm -hmm. and then they decided to go to the huddle because they were actually trying to run time off the clock Mm -hmm. because they were trying to leave less time for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, but yeah. then the very next play, he just throws a touchdown pass. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how can you how can you punish him for trying to score? They, no, they did you can't. what he did. I, I don't see how he could have done it any differently. They tried to run off as much time. They went to a huddle. Right. Then they called the the play at the last second, and it was a touchdown. And and you know, you just got to hope that Aaron Rodgers can't get you in field goal range, which of course he did. Uh, but you know, I I just thought that Jimmy Garoppolo did a fantastic job in that game. That was such an entertaining. We've had some really entertaining Sunday and Monday night really games. Really entertaining. Other than last games. night's game, uh, we've had some pretty entertaining games. Yeah, the Cowboys and the Eagles was a real stinker. And you know, the Eagles after that Week One win at Atlanta it looked like, oh, the Eagles are for real this year. And then they lose two in a row, and it's tough. But again, it's early. You can't get so swayed by record right now. Zero and three is damaging. Texans were zero and three and eighteen. They won nine in a row, so even that's possible to climb out of, of course. But you got to be hanging around and then make your move later. You can't freak out about record at this time of year, positively or negatively, but you got to get better. You know, Bill O'Brien always said it, and he's right about this. You got to get better. It's an improvement league. You got to get better week to week. All the coaches will tell you that. And uh, good luck because it's difficult, especially against some of the really tough defenses out there you're facing. Now I'm starting to think about our situation. It's really difficult. <laughs> it's really tough, tough defenses every week. I can't week. believe it. Anyway, go on. What Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jacksonville, 0 and 3. Speaking of mm-hmm. which, seemed like he made a little bit of improvement. That Arizona Jacksonville game, I was watching it for and, a while. Uh, they were leading at halftime. Yeah, and I they thought, had the kick six they... though. They had the kick six. The kick six was 100. You just think when you've got to play like that in a game, you're going to win the game. You're going to win the game. Yeah. But how did they? Well, I it just things just fell apart in the second half for them. He didn't play well. That's what happened. You know, and it's not all on him. Jacksonville's not a very good team. When we were prepping for Jacksonville, we must have discussed this before, but. When we were prepping for the Jacksonville game for the broadcast, I looked at the roster and I thought, this is still Jacksonville. This, they have a lot of Jacksonvillean people on here. They did not overhaul the joint like the Texans did, where whoever's doing our games, if you're in the division, like Mike Keith and you know Frank Frangi for the Jaguars radio network and Matt Taylor for the Colts, they might be thinking, I got a Texans game. I'm going to know most of the guys. No, you're not. They're brand new. But doing a Jags <laughs> game, I really felt comfortable. Like, I know most of these guys. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is new. They don't have ETN because he's out for the year, the rookie running back from Clemson. And Lawrence is having a tough time, as many rookies do, especially with that personnel. Yeah, they get the kick six. What a play. And by the way, give David Culley credit in this whole coaching staff because there was no way they were going to kick to that guy, Jamal Agnew. They mm. knew he was so dangerous. And boy, was he so dangerous 
because he, he had two major records broken or tied on Sunday. That was one of them, 109-yard touchdown, right, kickoff right. return or a field goal kick return for a touchdown, any kind of touchdown run. You can't have it any longer than 109, and that's what it was for Agnew, and they knew when they played him here week one, don't kick to Agnew. Obviously, the other record was the Justin Tucker 66-yard field. That was crazy, but, you know, for, for Trevor Lawrence – Two more interceptions that he threw. One was a pick six. So his numbers are getting a little bit better. Oh, uh, really? A little bit better. Well, the first half numbers were better than the second How half. How about that, though? He had that touchdown to DJ Chark, which looked really that nice. That was a beautiful throw, and that's what makes you say, hmm, this guy's got you incredible talent. You see the potential there. Yeah, it's Absolutely. like if you're a golfer and you're, just, you're sticking it close to the pin on some, or you're hitting a bombs-away drive, and it's amazing. Uh, you have those good shots, but then you're shanking a couple into the woods. You've got to correct those, and maybe he can and become a much better player. Take your time improving, Trevor. You're in the division. So the pick that he threw that was returned for a touchdown, the pick six, uh, it was off a flea flicker. And that was a ball well, that like, he— why, But why call that? I, don't, I didn't even understand why that was even called in that moment I don't know. of the game. I, and I don't know why you're calling a flea flicker to throw to the outside. Usually a flea flicker is a bombs away. We got a guy way behind the defense or at least close enough to take the shot. He had pressure on him despite the fact that it was a flea flicker and he couldn't get anything on it. The ball should have been thrown out of bounds. He's a rookie. He's trying to make a play. And especially during a flea flicker, you feel like, i got to make a play. We called a special trick play here. <laughs> I need to make a play. And he didn't do it. And if it doesn't work, then it's it's really, really bad. Mac Jones, yep. uh, the Texans will face him. And the only – right now, rookie quarterbacks are 1-10. in 10, mm-hmm. And the only win is from Jeez. Mac Jones. And the only win he had was against another rookie in Zach Wilson. So I'm curious to see when Davis Mills and No, Matthew, no, no. That was a – oh, yeah, you're right. That was. It was against the Jets. So I don't know if – if Tyrod Taylor will be back when these two teams play each other, I think it's right around that time. That no, he could uh, be Taylor back. will not be back next week because he went on IR after the Cleveland Three, game. So the earliest Taylor can get one, back two. is for the Colts on the road. That'll be the third game. So yeah. against the Patriots, it's going to be in all likelihood Mills and Jones going at it, which will be really interesting. Now the Patriots have the Bucks this week, so Brady comes home Oof. with Gronk. Ouch! I saw I saw a meme. It was Brady on the bench, and they flashed the score. They have the score there of the Rams beating the Bucks, and it said, pray for the Patriots. <laughs> because you know that Brady – He's not, so bad. He wants to win that one so badly anyway, and now he's extra motivated after losing to the Rams, I guess. He's always extra motivated. I'm sure those Bill Belichick press conferences this week are just going to be – So entertaining. So entertaining. He's not going to want to answer or entertain any of these storylines, and unfortunately – this is a huge storyline. I actually thought that this I, – I didn't understand why this wasn't the Thursday night opener for the 2021 season. The Patriots and instead the Bucks. Of, instead of the Cowboys at the Bucks, I thought it should be – I thought it should be those two teams. Maybe they would have considered that, but the Bucks are on the road this week, and the and the Super Bowl champs have to be home for the Thursday night opener. That's oh, to tradition. get that to get yeah. those. To get I mean, that. if they put them in New England, that would have been the ultimate. Like, <laughs> we don't care about your little celebration at the new sombrero. We want you in Foxborough for the ultimate drama True. of Brady comes home. Look, it, it's going lo- with no Cam Newton. I get it. But here you are with Mac Jones, and there's really nowhere else to go. You know, you have Mac Jones, and, and he's played well at times. but Three if, interceptions on Sunday. All right, it's similar to what you have here in that you have a rookie quarterback, and if you're not running the ball well and playing good defense, it's really dicey because you put so much pressure on that rookie quarterback, you might not be ready for it yet. And look, you hope everybody, if you're rooting for those particular teams, you hope everybody grows up fast like we hope Mills takes a big step this Sunday. It's a lot to ask their rookies. 
All right, so D- David Carr wrote he, – he did a write-up on uh, all the rookie quarterbacks and what he thought of all of them. And it's mm-hmm. so funny because you actually alluded to this in the first segment. Mm-hmm. He was talking about what he liked out of Mills in his uh, – his debut, his starting mm-hmm. debut against the Panthers. Um, you know, he said he liked uh, he liked that he that Mills kept the Texans in the game for three quarters. It was a good defense. He was 19 of 28, 160 yards, a touchdown. Uh, a lot of upside. The teammates support him. Mm-hmm. He was able to see the field, spread the ball around, see the coverage. He liked all that. As far as Justin Fields goes, he was sacked nine times, and David Carr said that that was like stepping into a time machine watching his performance on Sunday because he, oh, sure. he had the nine sacks mm-hmm. against the Chargers, and he had 76 sacks. Yeah, 76 sacks. Which is the record, record that still stands, right? Yeah, for one guy. The for one guy teams have been sacked more you know, collectively, quarterback play, but, yeah, for one quarterback – Ouch. Yeah, he said it was like stepping into a time machine. Mm-hmm. That was the second start. He, okay, so he said, I was purely guessing for most of the game due to the different looks and pressures from the Chargers defense. He said, I had no idea what I was doing, and I had no business being out on the field. Oh, my God. I couldn't anticipate any throws or decipher route concepts on the fly. He said, that's what it looked like for Fields on Sunday. Isn't that alarming? <laughs> that's, I'm retroactively alarmed. Retroactively alarmed. I'm going alarmed. back to 02, and I'm very alarmed. Good thing I got to play nine at Torrey Pines the day before. That's like the only time that kind of thing has ever happened. Good thing that he didn't say this to you after the game in any post-game interviews. because It looked like that, though. And they had the baseball diamond down still. Is this pre-Petco Park? Diamond. I believe they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jack, at the old Jack Murphy Stadium. That was a rough afternoon for the Texans. Yeah, of poor David Carr. But he actually said that Justin Fields, they should take him off the field mm-hmm. and they should not put him back. Otherwise, it's going to stunt his development. Wow. Which I thought was interesting. And this is a guy who may have had his development stunted. So <laughs> he would know. From experience. He well, would all know. of Chicago is clamoring for Justin Fields to start and Andy Dalton to be the backup. David Carr is saying, this is not what Justin – if you want Justin Fields to succeed in this league, mm-hmm. don't play him anymore right now. I he was right. Awesome. Petco Park opened in 2004. So there, boom, the baseball diamond was down. The baseball diamond was down. All right, we got one final segment of Texans All Access coming up. We're going around the AFC South. Some big news coming out of there. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Texans All Access up next. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Rooting for the family team has become quite the tradition at Amogee Bank. It's something we grew up doing. And it's something that defines who we are. We're also big fans of rooting for family businesses. Because in all of our years of banking, we found that when we treat every business like family, they tend to prosper. So if you're a family business and you need a bank, come see us today. Amogee Bank. Here you grow. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC. Official business bank of the Houston Texans. For the sixth consecutive year, Whataburger and the Houston Texans are teaming up to raise money for the Houston Food Bank. From now until October 18th, any customer who donates $1 while visiting Whataburger will receive a thank you coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a medium fry and 32-ounce drink. Stop by your hometown Whataburger today to donate and help the Texans and Whataburger provide much-needed funds to support the Houston Food Bank's child hunger programs in the greater Houston area. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. 
Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. With a playbook full of available premium features and more 2021 IIHS Top Safety Awards than Honda or Nissan brands today. Oh, baby, another score! Hyundai is driving victory. Get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on the Elantra or Sonata. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans, for well-qualified buyers only. Offer ends 10-4-21. Call 469-613-0227 for more details. The Texans won't be holding back with Davis Mills in his second career start. He's going to have a lot more put on him than we put on him last week. What all will the Texans be adding to his plate? They're going to put more responsibility on him pre-snap, reading what front the defense is in and getting them in a better play. And then secondly, they are going to put him in position to drive the football down the field more. We're about to learn a whole lot more about this rookie quarterback. Texans at Bills, Sunday at noon. Insider Access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Lots more to break down. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. Next on Texans Radio. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Each home game, nonprofit groups are given the opportunity to staff concession stands at Energy Stadium with members from their organizations. In partnership with Aramark, the Houston Texans donate a portion of each game's profit back to the organizations who dedicated their time to a successful game day. Since the 2002 season, over $5.9 million has been donated and reinvested in the Houston community. Be sure to stop by the concessions this season at NRG Stadium to help support Houston. Tiff's Treats Warm Cookie Delivery has 14 Houston area locations. Tiff's Treats Cookies are better because they're baked when you order and delivered still warm from the oven. Tiff's Treats Warm Cookies are the perfect gift and are a delicious way to treat yourself. With 11 crave-worthy cookie flavors plus our limited-time treats of the week, there's always a reason to order at cookiedelivery.com. At Tiff's Treats, we don't bake them until you order them. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. TexansLux.com. TexansLux. Going somewhere? The Texans mobile app. Don't leave home without it. 
One final segment of Texans All Access. We go around the NFL. Mark, Colts are one of five teams that are still winless at 0-3. I don't know if anybody would have predicted the Colts to be 0-3 with Carson Wentz and Frank Reich. I mean, I think a lot of people were skeptical of how the season would go, but bad goes to worse. I don't know if you heard Pat McAfee's nickname for Carson Wentz. Oh, no. Ankles? Better. What? Two sprains. No. <laughs> That's terrible because he's a it's, pro cult guy. I know. And he's killing Wentz. You know, it's funny because. Like two chains, two sprains. It's just so catchy. It's people, just so catchy. People crush Carson Wentz. And I get it, I guess. I don't know what kind of guy he is, DP, but he takes a lot of abuse for having a body that tends to get hurt. And one of the ankles at least got sprained because Aaron <laughs> Donald was on it. I mean, that's a problem for I, a lot of people. Aaron Donald sacks you, tries to crush you, you tend to get hurt. So I can't really fault him for that, but maybe the ball should have been gone anyway, so I, I don't think crushing him. I don't think he was being negative and giving him a nickname. I mean, he's just injured. He's playing yeah. through a super tough injury that I don't think we've ever seen before, two ankles sprained at the same time. And it goes from bad to worse because now – the Colts, they don't have their annual bye week until week 14, which Yikes. is a really late bye. What? Till, I mean, why even have a bye in week 14? Just play the whole season. <laughs> I don't understand that. That's I don't remember ever teams That's having good. byes in December. Yeah, we'll just go. We're just going to go to week 17. We don't need a bye. Um, so they're not going to shut down Wentz. They're hoping that he gets better each day. Mm-hmm. The problem is I don't understand how that really happens because <laughs> they said that he was actually – it was hard for him to walk earlier last week. Um, and then as the week went on, he was able to walk. And, you know, he was walking just with a limp. So, um, Jeez, but it's tough to play professional it's football. It's a little hard that. to play. And I'm telling you, I saw the game uh, when I was in India. And there were a lot of throws, that, a lot of scrambles that I think he would have made under normal circumstances. But he, you, he, you'd see him take a first or second step and then just stop himself and just sort of throw the ball on the ground or throw the ball in the dirt. I think It's the- frustrating to watch. But I don't know what that – I think if it says anything – it says a lot without saying without saying actual words about mm. their backups in Jacob Eason and Brent Hundley. Boy, and the Titans beat them. Look, I was really enjoying week one when Arizona throttled the Titans in Nashville. Then the Titans go out to Seattle <laughs> and beat them. We don't know what Seattle is, but we assume they're pretty good because they usually are. But they lost to Tennessee in overtime, mm. which is not a shameful loss. But you're at home. You expect to win that game, especially when you have the lead. And then they go to Minnesota, which is... I don't want to call it a dysfunctional team, but it's a shaky good team. You know, it's a good team that tends to lose games where you're playing a better opponent, even on your own field. You don't expect to win every single time, of course. And I didn't expect them to win that one, but they did. So Seattle won in two. I don't know what to make of all this with Tennessee. They beat the Colts. Is that impressive? Again, it's so early. You can't freak out about record. Texans are a game back of the Titans. Vandermeer, you're talking about divisional standings. Yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, it's week three. This is what we're I do. We're talking about playoffs. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Playoff. Also, uh, if uh, bad if bad news, just more bad news for the Colts. Left guard Quentin Nelson was carted off the field yep. with a right ankle injury. So that's a guy that he had that same foot injury as Carson Wentz in training camp. And they were both. Mm-hmm. It seemed oh, like yeah. they rushed them back. It was like that weird long window, two, two weeks to six weeks or nine weeks. And oh, they, yeah. It they, was they, ridiculous. Before, they rushed them both back very quickly. So he got injured. Also, the Colts are probably going to, or they've agreed to make a trade um, with Marlon Mack. So they've mutually agreed to seek a trade because he's just falling back on their depth chart. They've got Jonathan Taylor, who's in his second year. And Hines. And Hines. Taylor is clearly the starter. He had a great rookie season. They extended Naheem Hines. And so where does that leave Marlon Mack? He's, I mean, they signed him to a contract extension in March. 
but he's he's like odd man out now. So. Is Matt Taylor the voice of the Colts just aching for oh, mm-hmm. aching for Hines to have a 57-yard touchdown <laughs> run and go Hines 57? Is he just dying you for should... that to happen in Pittsburgh at Hines oh. Field? Oh, my gosh. You should ask him that. I will. He's probably will. he's probably got that call in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. When I interview him in two weeks <laughs> prior to the game, and you know what? I don't know if he's going to have the sense of humor to take that in. No, Ooh. he will. He yeah. will. Well, sometimes some of these guys. I'm not saying he's one of them. Some of these guys are all business, DP. Some of these guys. Yeah, they're are all you business. included in that mix? Mark? Uh, of course, I'm all course business. You. you know me. I heard you calling this morning um, on the morning uh, with Seth and <laughs> yeah, because they questioned my <laughs> in, my ability to pronounce Kaimi Fairbairn's full name. So. I was dropping a kid off at school, and I was I was angry on your behalf because I said, "Of course, Mark can pronounce it." That's he brags about it all the Listen, time. I almost plowed into a bridge abutment <laughs> trying to dial trying the, to number call the number and call into the station <laughs> and say. John Christian Fairbairn. Yeah. There. I was proud of you for calling in and doing it because I said I, I was driving as well. And I was like, well, I certainly still can't say it. Mark has practiced it. I didn't know you could just pull it out of your back pocket like that. Of did course you, you I to, can. You didn't have to refresh or give yourself a little refresher This is course. what I – now, don't ask me to pronounce – the quarterback's first name, who is on IR, <laughs> Tyrod, Tyrod. He's okay with all he's, of it. He's a little bit more tricky for That's Mark. That's how we began the uh, Texans player show with Cameron Johnston. Or is it Cam? Help me. Either. It's either or. And that's going to do it for Texans All Access. So we'll just end it on that note. Coming up, Texans Replay with John Harris. You're not going to want to miss it. Thanks so much for listening to Texans All Access. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by Phillips. Go Texans! Put an end to junk sleep at Mattress Firm. Hurry in and save up to $500 on our top-rated brands when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase. Or shop Tempur-Pedic and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. With our highly trained sleep experts and our low price guarantee, you can rest assured you'll get the perfect bed at the best price. Unjunk your sleep only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. At HEB, we know that game day is about more than the game itself. The taste of victory is unparalleled, but so is the taste of HEB jalapeno poppers hot off the grill. Seeing the best players in their prime is truly something to behold. So is an HEB Prime One burger that you grilled to perfection. For low prices on all the things that make game day great and delicious, visit HEB, your official game day headquarters, or use the Buy HEB app to order curbside and start prepping for game day right away. In America, the future belongs to everyone, so we built the trucks of the future for everyone. 
Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. Because the trucks of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Ford F-Series. Drive one today. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. You know what having fun your way is really like? It's never-ending options and rewards at over 50 destinations nationwide. It's Caesars Rewards. Dine at Hell's Kitchen at Caesars Palace, Las Vegas. Party the night away at Harris, New Orleans. Or bet big on table games at Horseshoe, Bossier City. With Caesars Rewards, you earn benefits for every way you play. Book your trip at Caesars.com and sign up for Caesars Rewards today. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, Texans fans, this season, Texans touchdowns aren't just big, they're jumbo. That's right. When your Houston Texans score two touchdowns during a game, you'll score a free jumbo jack with a large drink purchase at Jack in the Box the very next day. That means this season, your offense is playing hungry. So whether it's a home game or an away game, be sure to get loud and root on your offense. Don't be afraid to work up an appetite. Free burgers are on the line. So let's hear it, fans. Let's go Texans and let's go Jack. This is a Crown Royal water break. Reminding you to stay hydrated and stay royal. No one wants to be that guy on game day, so take a water break and moderate your drinking to be the best fan you can be. Because the key to victory is making it to the finish line. That was a Crown Royal water break. Stay hydrated and stay royal. Please drink responsibly. Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. The Crown Royal Company, New York, New York. Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet. Not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central. Message, video, phone, together. Super Bowl 56 is heading to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And On Location can make your whole weekend unforgettable. With On Location, you can enjoy pre-game parties. Choose from an incredible selection of game time seats. And get unmatched access throughout it all. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. And the only way to experience the ultimate Super Bowl. Visit NFLOnLocation.com slash Super Bowl for more information. That's NFLOnLocation.com slash Super Bowl. When it comes to buying a home, look to the experts at TDECU. We're made for this market with quick pre-qualifications so you can make a competitive offer fast. We have unique options for you like no money down or up to 103% financing. TDECU Mortgage is here for you. If you can't find the home that's right for you, build it with a great construction loan. You've got this. TDECU Mortgage. We make home happen. Visit TDECU.org for details. Equal housing lender. Honor the brave men and women who serve our country by registering for the Houston Texans Running of the Bulls 5K Run Walk presented by HEB. Included with your registration, you'll get race day swag, cross the finish line on the field of NRG Stadium, enjoy a post-race party with free pizza and beer, plus so much more. All proceeds from your registration will benefit the USO Houston and Houston Texans Foundation. Register at HoustonTexans.com slash run. KILT, KILT, FMHD2, Houston. Insider access. Exclusive contest. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. 
Odyssey Station and Odyssey Station. And-